Welcome to our devotions. We're glad that you've joined us. And as usual, let us begin with some music. Today's passage comes to us from Luke, uh, chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. Hear now the word of God. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves and rogues and adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We get mixed messages throughout life. Our parents tell us to stand up tall and to be proud of who we are. And yet at the same time, they can also make us feel like we could do better and that we have failed in some way or another in an attempt, of course, to motivate us to do better. As a music student, the mixed messages were on steroids. Play with confidence, you have all it takes. Followed by 
how do you even think that you'll make a career out of music? We want to justify ourselves for doing the right things. I exercise three times a week, I eat all my vegetables, I don't have a cavity, and I have never gotten in trouble with the police. Well, in my case, except that one time when I did get pulled over because I had not stopped fully at the stop sign and I cried a little bit because I was going to a dress rehearsal and both of my girls had had stomach flu all night and the poor cop must have been wanting to not hear my problems, so he let me off. But I digress. It's easy to be giving ourselves some pats on the back for not having ever dealt with anything bad like addiction or not having experienced family feuds or poverty. We are proud when we have it all together. But Jesus here lifts up the tax collector who knows he's a sinner. The tax collector was far off in the temple, maybe he even dropped on his knees, unable to look up at God, but looking down in humility, beating himself up for not being faithful enough, for not being obedient enough, for not being enough. He was asking for mercy. Have you ever been in a place of asking for mercy? And I mean true mercy. It may have been during a traumatic or scary event. It might have been following the realization that we wronged someone in a major way, whether it is voluntary or not. It may be in a period where darkness surrounded us and we couldn't see the light. Have mercy on me, God. I'm pretty sure that our personal ego doesn't exist when we ask for true mercy. We feel little, we feel like nothing. We feel in the hands of God, raw, bruised, timid, worthless even. I would say that this is when the door is most open for the Holy Spirit to come and to work into our hearts, to heal our wounds. Jesus gently kisses our forehead, wipes our tears and says, it's okay, Shh. you're forgiven. This vulnerability is an important part of our growth into compassionate Christians. We then can stand in confidence in front of someone who does not know God and say, follow me. Let me show you the way, the truth, and the life. I remember having a long conversation with a young choir singer who went to a Pentecostal church. We had a long drive to a performance and her mom was comfortable with me driving her and I did stop fully at all the stop signs. I was dri driving very carefully, no worries. It was a very interesting conversation because although we believe in the same Jesus and love the same God, we had a very different perspective. And I was completely fascinated by her deep knowledge of the Bible at her young age as well as puzzled by her perception of what being a Christian was. Now maybe she did not fully grasp the message of the church she attended, or maybe they truly were like the Pharisees. In her interpretation, there was just no room for mistakes. 
There was no excuse for being broken, for being a sinner, for doing anything wrong, for displeasing God through watching whatever was on TV. There was no love to be extended to those who committed major sins. Her world did not seem to care as much for the poor and the needy, but was rather focusing on discipline and righteousness. It was a fascinating conversation that lasted a couple of hours because I had so many questions and was so intrigued by her understanding of it all. I asked her whether she thought it would be okay for her to be uh, more focused on being judgmental than loving to all neighbors. And she did admit that she was being completely judgmental and she believed that it was the only way to be a true Christian. Again, it was a very open conversation, very healthy, and I was simply happy to listen to her world and truly enjoyed hearing our differences and how we hear Jesus speaking to us. We all do our best to follow Jesus, and it looks different for each one of us. If we can accept our differences and listen to each other, it's a great place to start coming together. But back to our passage. I certainly understand better today, partly because of that conversation I've had with this young friend, the position of the Pharisee in this parable. He's trying to his best to honor God through his obedience and discipline. But with having several years of life under my belt, I also have experienced being humbled when my confidence was a little too high, when I was soaring and thinking I had the world in my pocket. I trust that any time I get a little too proud about something, I will receive my reminder to come down to earth and take my place one way or another. Happens every time. This passage is a good reminder to take a true look at ourselves, to make ourselves aware of our shortcomings, to give them to God, to ask for mercy and for forgiveness. God's kingdom is waiting for those who humble themselves. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for our differences, for our similarities, for giving us this desire to obey you by self-sacrificing and by following law and order. Remind us always to first be able to admit where we've fallen, to confess openly to you when our thoughts and actions are not in line with your desires for us. Humble us so we can truly hear the Holy Spirit speaking to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.